What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning to JM Special, where they talk about Magic the Gathering, Warhammer 40k, Dungeons and Dragons, and other aspects of my nerdy life. My name is John, and I will be your host for this Tavern Tuesday, where I jump into crafting in your Dungeons and Dragons world. Now, crafting can be extremely convenient for you as a dungeon master, but it also can be fun and just a little extra added to your game for your players that want to go delve deep in that side of things. It's not mandatory, and to be honest with you, it's not really spelled out a lot in the book, but it's something that is very capable for Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. The reason I'm bringing up crafting here is as a dungeon master, you can use this method to help make special magical items for your specific campaign. But if your players want to jump into the side of doing more alchemy with potions or being a herbalist, or maybe they just want to be a smith that enchants weapons and armor, you have a pretty good option um, to do so. And honestly, you have a few different ways that you can go about it, but I'm going to give you three steps to help you easily start making new weapons, potions, armor, or whatever else you want for your D&D world. Before we jump in, we're going to take a moment, hear a word from our sponsors, and we'll talk more about crafting in D&D. And welcome back. So for my three-step crafting method, the three steps are as follows. Step one, you gotta determine what it is you're crafting, aka what is the item. Step two, you have to determine what the base of that item is gonna be and whatever elements you're gonna add to it to make it into the item that you're wanting to make. And then step three, you need to determine what kind of skills or tools are gonna be needed for your players to actually craft this item. If you're not doing it for your players, do it for your NPCs. It'll make it so much easier for you in case your players say, hey, I want to try to learn how to make that. Then you already know what tools you need to have at your disposal for them to be able to do it in the first place. I feel like this is usually explained a little bit easier as far as if you're using an example. So we're going to use one just as follows. Starting with it, I determined that I want to go through and make a potion that makes my um, person that ingests it or gets into their bloodstream a little bit more susceptible to magic or even potion effects. I'll call it something like Alchemist Brew, just something straightforward and generic, but that's what I'll call this little potion. Now, I know that I want it to be liquid, so for the base, we need to have something that is liquid, something that can be ingested, drank, or maybe put on the tip of a spear or a sword or poison dart. Then from there, once I figure out the base, then you want to figure out what kind of elements you're going to need for your world that will actually make this potion. So for me, maybe I'll just use some kind of you know, flower like the uh, Deathshade Lily. So Deathshade Lily, if it's dried up and the petals are smashed, you can put it into this mix and then you can add honey to it to help kind of be a little bit of a buffer so it doesn't straight up feel like somebody's getting poisoned right away, but the effects will take place and maybe slow down and take a little bit longer for it to go out of the system. Then I need to figure out what kind of tools or skills my players need to use. So for me, I'm gonna be a little bit more relaxed. I always say that your players need to have an alchemist kit um, and they'll have to use the intelligence skill for a check to see if they craft a potion or they have to use an herbalist kit along with a um, wisdom check in order to craft the potion. And then finally, they're going to need to have a source of fire of some sort because they have to boil the water first in order for it to actually be able to take in any of the um, extra elements you're adding to it. 
And there you go. That's a basic example. Using those three steps, I've just crafted a magical potion for my worlds. Now, you're going to want to try and figure out what kind of effects it's going to have. I mean, I know that I wanted to do a specific thing, but you know, it, it's really kind of up to me on the power level that I'm wanting to give it. And it's going to take a lot of tweaking on your part and even my part on this side on what I should be doing with it to figure out, oh, will it give an advantage on like, I don't know, spells that would impact somebody's mind? Or would your player that had this in their body also be more susceptible to poisons that impact it? Maybe they have a um, disadvantage on their constitution saving throws for when they're poisoned or something along those lines. Um, those are just some examples of what you can do to splash it on there. But this system works for more than just potions. It also works for things if you want to be somebody who is a blacksmith, it works for weapons. Maybe your player, they are proficient with smithing tools. So you've already figured out, okay, this person wants to do some kind of smithing. Well, what can I do to give them that? Well, give them the opportunity to make their own sword or their own axe and maybe give it a plus one or plus two um, to it to make it a magic item technically by the book, but give it a little bit extra damage on there. So a plus one long sword can be crafted by my, um, my dwarven blacksmith player character. I already know that I want him to use his uh, smithing tools. And then maybe I want him to do something along the lines of either a constitution check for him being at the forge all day, or maybe I want to do a strength check because he's going to be pounding, um, pounding out all the imperfections of the blade. Or maybe I just want him to do like a ins or intelligence or a wisdom check because he's having to use the knowledge either handed down from him um, by books or knowledge from experience in doing this to actually craft the weapon. Really, you got a lot of options on blacksmithing and what you can do with it there. Charisma, I don't really know how you're going to talk a sword to be malleable, but I, I, don't, I don't know. It's up to you to decide on what you want to do with that one. So that's very easy to say, hey, listen, this is what you need. And so your players, are, of course, going to need sword parts. They're going to need metal. They're going to need, you know, leather banding, you know, think about Skyrim when you're crafting weapons and armor, you have specific items that you need in order to do it. Think of it that way as far as you crafting it. But this works for you. If you don't necessarily want your players to jump in and say, Hey, you go and you have to figure out this whole crafting system. Use it for yourself as a DM when you're making magical items like those plus one swords or like the different potions. Or heck, if you want to jump into another example here, maybe I decided that one of my players, he is a barbarian swordsman and he likes to carry um, a great sword. So he likes the two-handed weapons. Maybe I want to make him a really cool two-handed weapon to use for his character. So, what kind of cool weapon do I want to use? Well, I want it to have some kind of magical effect to it that's more than just a plus one or plus two. Maybe I want to make the, uh, the Sword of Winter's Bane is what I'll call it. And it'll be a great sword that has the ability to deal maybe one or two D4 frost damage. So then what I would do is I'd just take the stats from a normal greatsword and then add that frost damage stat to it. And there you go. You've got a name for it and you've got the stats for the weapon. Now you want to figure out, okay, well, what do we need to do for, um, you know, crafting it? Maybe you can send your players on a quest to go get the items. Maybe you're a barbarian that likes to wield the two-handed greatsword. This is his quest to go and get this thing. 
maybe he has to find the uh, the actual sword itself and then he has to find some runes to actually give it the ability to deal the frost damage so maybe you make it just temporarily make it a great sword with like a plus one damage or a plus two damage and then once he finds the rune you kind of keep that plus one or plus two damage or you can just remove it and then add on the actual frost damage to it so I figured out what kind of weapon I wanted to have or what kind of magical item. I figured out that, hey, you need to have the sword and then you also need to have the rune. And then in order for it to be crafted, either they have to know the smithing skill or maybe they have to know or have the ability to cast spells or something along those lines. Or maybe they need both. Maybe you need to find a forge master that is also proficient in the arcane arts. Somebody who is a wizard that's proficient with smithing tools or something along those lines. That then gives you the ability to make a pretty cool NPC that has this specific set of skills that your players will remember and be like, oh, this guy, he has a very weird um, just niche that he can go through and deal with. So by adding this method to your campaign, either by allowing yourself as the DM to do it or allowing your players to jump in and do it, you'll come to find that it makes it really easy to start making different magical items and that are unique to your campaign and to your imagination. One of my favorite ones that I came up with myself is the Deck of Illusions. So I play the card game Magic the Gathering as I talk about in the uh, start and some of my other Magic Monday episodes. So what I did was I made a deck of magic cards for my D&D game. And effectively, <clears throat> the, they look like a library of cards for magic. It has the whole five mana symbols on the back and all the rest of that. But the way it works is I wanted my players to have something that they needed to acquire different cards. If they go on quests, they essentially unlock more of this deck. They add more to their library. So starting off, they had the ability to summon a illusion of a guard, and they had the ability to summon the illusion of a bat, and then they also had the ability to possibly summon um, the illusion of a young, young dragon wormling. So there you go. Now you can go through and say, all right, well, you have the deck maybe starting off, but now you have to figure out, okay, what other cards or whatever things I'm going to add to it. And you'll just be able to continue to build off of it as well. That kind of leads to my other point here is your magic items that you make, you know, you can make them as the base for other things. Let's jump back over to the potion that we were creating there. Maybe Alchemist Brew isn't super strong, but it does help out a little bit with the effects of potions. So it maybe makes uh, potions, you know, doubly... I guess poisonous or doubly viable uh, when you are using it, but uh, maybe you decide to say, I'm going to use the, um, the Alchemist Brew to be the base. So first of all, your players then have to jump in and craft the actual base. So they have to get a hold of the lilies, they have to get a hold of honey, they have to have boiling water to actually make that potion to start off with. And then maybe they have to find other items to make more stronger potions, maybe a legitimate potion of healing needs that alchemist brew first and then some other materials to make it even stronger but the cool thing is is when you figure out the different crafting techniques and what you actually need for it um, you can start making little like potion recipes or you can just start putting out ideas out there for your players to have quests to go on maybe the baker needs to bake a specific pie needs certain ingredients and your players have to find it in the world it's kind of like a fetch quest but you can leave it as open as you want or you can leave it as closed the one thing that i will tell you is that as a dm when you do this you're gonna to have to start putting these elements actually in your environment so your players can find them. So if you need a specific mushroom, well, you better start finding a specific mushroom um, 
or start putting that specific mushroom out in the dungeons that your players are diving into or the force they're going with. So on that bombshell, I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen today. Hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully, you know, if you like the crafting system, let me know. I can let you know some of the other tools that I use to try and flesh out my world. Um, But yeah, other than that, you guys be good to yourselves, be good to others. And we will talk to you on the next Tavern Tuesday.